1: Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Happy Monday. Frozen.
0: You are frozen, Max, but I can hear you, so that's the good news. But, yes, welcome back to the podcast. I know I missed Friday, and I missed Thursday. I was at the uh, Reawaken America tour. I'm going to let Max uh, get reconnected. I think he probably dropped off for a second. But um, I was at the Reawaken tour in... Uh, Dallas, Texas, and it was a lot of fun actually. Uh, For it was uh, a lot of great people there, a lot of great speakers talking about the uh, vaccine, the mandates, uh, and some truth. There were some major bombs that were dropped at the um, at the Reawaken America tour by Clay Clark. Um, so while Max is doing that, I'm going to address a few things. Maybe just pull pull Max down so you can get Max. Are you there? I think he disconnected and he's coming back. Um, you can pull him down and bring him back up when he gets back reconnected, Mr. Producer. So uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys some things because I see some, some of the comments that are made on, on uh, Telegram and, and Getter and everywhere else. And that is, Joe, I can't believe that you're on the same stage with this person or this person. So I'm, I'm going to tell you that I will interview people on conservative daily podcasts that you may not agree with. That's what that's 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 what I'm going to do. I'm also going to be on the stage with people you don't agree with. I'm going to be in the same state with people you may not agree with. But I stay focused on the goal. You know, they wrote this this article about me in the Denver Post and none of it's true. Actually, that's not true. I did found FEC United, but none of the rest of the stuff is true. You know, I didn't, I'm not a militiaman. I'm not a right-wing person at all, a, a far right. Um, I'm right. I'm, I'm a Christian conservative, but I'm not far right. But see, they, they do this thing where they create this rhetoric, and then what what, happened, what happens is that these rhinos, these people in the establishment, they adopt that rhetoric as truth. And the reason why they do that is because at least we know who the far left is. At least, we know, at least we know who they are. What we don't know is who the rhinos are until they expose themselves. And they're more dangerous than the far left because they're obstructionists. They're the people that stand in the way, like Mitch McConnell, letting them do whatever they want to be able to adjust the debt ceiling. That assist in the radical left agenda that is run by these globalists. That is more dangerous. But in this article, it was really interesting, they uh, admitted that there's nothing they can do to stop us, and that it's growing, and it's a large portion of the grassroots conservative movement, and that FEC is having a tremendous effect on what happens in Colorado. We are having a tremendous effect, and other states as well. We have a, a, a charter in Michigan that is getting viciously attacked, the person that runs that chapter in northern Michigan is being viciously attacked by the radical left. And the radical left, in their terroristic ways, just makes up stuff. Talks about the fact that I wanted to send my opposition to the gallows. That's not true. What I said is I want to send treasonous traitors to the gallows. And I think that if you steal the voice of the American people, and, and that you should be subject to death. Now, if you don't like the fact that I said that, then change the law because that is the punishment for treason. That's our, that's our punishment. So if you don't want me talking about it, then someone needs to get out there and change it. But for right now, I believe it's an adequate deterrent for people in the future to steal our elections. So they wrote this article. I went to, to Dallas. And I think, Mr. Producer, we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time going through that as well. But, but the thing that, uh, and we're going to talk as soon as Max gets back on, we're talking about the Democrats saying that the pandemic is over, which is, I think, uh, double speak for, we're going to lose literally everything that we have, every election that we have, every Democrat that runs for office in 2022 and 2024, I mean, they are going to steal, steal elections. They are going to steal elections. But, uh unless we get rid of the machines, which we're working on, by the way. But every election, they're at risk of losing. Everyone. Every single election in which the machines are not rigged, which they're rigged in all the elections are used by ESNS, s Dominion, Hart, Smartmatic. They're at risk of losing. And so they realize that they've played this out too far. They also realize they've never presented anything related to the science because the left is what? They're liars. They lie about everything. So instead, they want to the say that the pandemic is over. Well, it, I don't think it ever began, did it, Mr. Producer? Definitely not. Are, are we waiting for Max? Is he having some technical difficulties? We got Max back on or no? We got Max? Working on it. Okay. All right. So let's talk about what happened at the Reawaken America tour before Max gets back on and we'll talk about the plan, de- the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic. Um. So there was a lot of great people there, a lot of great people. And when I got up on stage, and I think that we are working on getting a cut of, of my speech, I, I brought some training aids. <laughs> and the training aids were those you know those soft, squishy balls that you have that you fill a ball pit with. So I brought 400 of those. And Ann VanderSteel and James Charles and Jovan Pulitzer um, and Apollo walked out in the audience And it was it was a pretty full deal. I think we'll probably show a picture of it later. And and we we handed out these training aids to all the people in the in the uh, audience. And I told everyone before I actually spoke, this will be the most memorable. You're definitely going to remember what I say (laughs) at this uh, um, in this. And so we uh, passed out the training aids, and at the very end, I dropped the bomb on the men in the audience. Now, many of you guys have heard me talk about the fact that women have held together – oh, Max, I got you back. Men, women have yeah. held together the, uh, the country for the last – well, for decades. And now it's time for men to step up, and that what our women and children don't want is for us to be the breadwinner. What they want us to do is to stand up and fight and protect our community and our families. So – we were talking about the Reawaken America. I know you couldn't make it because you broke your foot. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of good people. And I said that we're going to have some controversial guests on, and you're not going to like it. But uh, I don't take sides. I took the side of the American people, and that's not a cop-out. And you can't ever call me a coward because that would be absolutely untrue. And then, Max, we had an article that was written
1: about me in the Denver Post. It was really nice. Good fix Sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, okay, well, a little recap. Do we want to get into the big news from Polis? I think we should Declaring get into the big that
0: the news from pandex- Polis. The the pandemic is over.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna I have to reset I had to restart everything. because um, I was it was completely frozen. But Jared Polis has declared that the pandemic is over. If we go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer, you should be able to pull it. You got it? No, nah, it's not coming up. All right. This is, a, this is a software thing. Well, anyway, Jared Polis has declared that he is no longer going to use his emergency powers. He's not going to force a mask mandate on anyone. He's going gonna to leave it up to the localities. Jared Polis, Democrat governor.
0: Um, Do you know very why? Very Democrat. Do you know why? Why? Because going into 2022, Polis is set to lose. Now again, we're running up with something in, in in Colorado specifically and that is the great defection of Democrats leaving the Democrat Party. They're, they're not necessarily joining the Republicans because frankly they see the Republicans and the Democrats much like most of the country sees them and that is two wings of the same bird. The, the American people are suffering right now and so they're leaving the Democrat Party and large part they're lose, leaving the Republican Party as well or they're sitting on the sidelines of the Republican Party and saying I won't give you any money until you solve what happened on the 3rd of november 2020 which is the greatest theft of the voice of the american people but he's he's slated to, to lose there are there are polls that are out there of people looking at whether or not they're happy with polis and a vast majority of people in colorado are not happy with jared polis now he has this bright spot in the middle of denver where you have this radical uh, group of people that um, are a part of that poll but a vast majority of americans in I say Americans, of uh, citizens in Colorado feel that Jared Polis is, um, has been a feckless leader for for the people of this state.
1: Well, is that how it works? Is that how it works? You viol- Politicians violate the Constitution, violate our rights until they think they're going to lose their re-election and then they stop? Is that how it works? And do we allow people isn't, isn't to is Isn't that how to it's to worked
0: that? up to this point?
1: But I think that's how it's worked to up to this point. Well, you would hope not.
0: But up to this point, that's been the case.
1: Well, we had only a couple of reelections post-pandemic. You have Virginia, a few in New-, New Jersey. It seems that there is a big backlash against politicians who do that. But we haven't had a test case yet of people who went as far as Jared Polis sticking to their guns. I guess Newsom, if you believe that that was legitimate, you don't have a test case of people who had these positions stuck to their guns, violated the rights of their of their constituents, and then just doubled down and, and won so we also i mean if he gets away with this there's nothing stopping him from doing it next year again right, right. There's, there's nothing stopping him right. from reimposing these mandates and that's what makes these kind of politicians so dangerous there's nothing more dangerous people ask me what's the most who's the most dangerous person in washington dc it's not a democrat it's a republican who just announced their retirement because they're no longer beholden to the people they're no longer being forced to court their constituents and actually represent their constituents. So you look through the past 10, 20 years, some of the worst deals in Congress have actually been pushed through by Republicans who had either resigned or were about to resign and didn't care if they pissed off all their constituents. I mean, you, you see a little bit in in someone like Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, he knew he wasn't running for re-election, elected to a six-year term. So what does Toomey do? Toomey he starts authoring gun control bills, right? If he's a Republican from Pennsylvania, he knew he wasn't running for re-election. Before he told us, he started authoring and co-sponsoring a lot of Democrat bills. So, you know, the, the worst person in D.C. Is a, is a Republican who just announced their retirement but isn't leaving office yet. And you have to wonder, no, rhino, I mean,
0: because that's how they get elected. So that's why they, they've been stealing elections and placing people in positions of power and authority. People, 52 cents on every dollar. I repeat this over and over again, because I think that it needs to get through your head. 52 cents on every dollar goes to the government, 52 cents. That means you work the first six months of the year for free, which by the way, the, the, the leaders in in Washington leaders, they work 80 days a year, 70 days a year, they walk to and from and smile in front of the cameras and have people build bills for them and just become mouthpieces. They don't even show up for votes. Six months out of the year, you give your life to them as a slave. To the government. Now put on top of that, the fact that you don't own anything, you don't own your house, you don't own your cars, you don't own anything, you rent all of those things from the government. And you would say, no, I don't. And I would tell you, yes, you do. Because if you don't pay property tax, they will come take your house, sell it, pay the property tax, and maybe give you back the rest of your money a year, year and a half later, they would evict you for not paying your property tax. If you did not pay your your license plates, they would not let you drive on the on the street and they would impound your vehicle. These are the the consequences for them, for you, not renting back your property that you pay for to the government. You are a slave. You are a complete and utter slave. And just because you can afford food does not mean you're any less a slave. The average American saves about $408 a year. The average American. Now, there's a lot of poor people in there that aren't saving anything. But the government takes tens of thousands of dollars from you every year. And then they poorly use it overseas to give to foreign interest, open your borders, tell you that you're a coward or tell to you that you are a, a, a racist. They tell you that your kids don't belong to you, that, hey, thanks for being the incubator, but they're ours. We need to wake up. And the realization is that the left and the right, the traditional GOP and the traditional Democrats have been co-opted by the same group of evil, evil people.
1: Well, you mentioned how little they actually work. If we go ahead and put (sighs) up my screen, Mr. Producer, it should be fixed now. Hopefully we got it. If we put up my screen, the house unveiled its 2022 calendar. You're you're going to notice a lot of days on there, not shaded green, not shaded orange. Those are the days that they're not going to be working. So I have 365 days next year. They're going to be working for 112 and I don't really include the orange days, though so you could. They're going to have committee hearings, but out of the 112, you got 12 of them are not even really in session; they're just holding committees, committee hearings. So only 100 days that the House will actually be voting on bills. So
0: they get to days. work. They get to work three months out of the year. The rest of the time, they walk around and do fundraisers and tell you how much money you need to give them so they can get reelected because they're fighting the good fight for you. Hey, how would you like to work only 100 days a year? But this is standardized procedure for the government. The average government worker works about 34 hours a week. 34 hours a week, if you could call it work. 34 hours a week. And the average pay for government worker is 27% higher than the public sector. Private sector, excuse me. Think about that. You still don't think you're a slave? I'm telling you you're a slave. I'm waking you up in the morning with, you're a slave. They developed this whole pandemic. Fauci owns patents that he's getting paid on to inject this poison into your bodies. Businesses are telling you you have to be, have a forced vaccination that might kill you. The border's open. They're raping and, and uh, abusing women and children, and they don't even belong here. And here we are. And, oh, We forgot. Chris Como's producer was just arrested for raping a nine year old little
1: girl. Yeah, that's a gross. That's a gross story. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. Not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back.
0: it was his buddy, his producer. So he's a sexual deviant. This producer is a sexual deviant. You see what's happening here on the Democrat side? You see what we're dealing with, Max? We're dealing with basically a an entire society, a secret society of deviance, of
1: evil. They are showing you exactly who they are. Yeah, If we before we get off of this, if we go back to my screen, just one more bit on that calendar that they released for the House of Representatives, you'll see that they are taking the entire month of October off. The fiscal year for the federal government begins on October 1st. So basically, they're just like not even going to plan for a contingency of not passing a budget next year by the end of September. So every year it's late, right? They're just right from right at the gates planning on not working at all during the month of October or in August. August is, is, is a typical month that you see them take off, though usually there's more committee work days in August. They are just going to milk this for all they, they can get. But, yeah, no, <laughs> you look at October and the first two weeks in November, they are not working.
0: How would you like that, guys? Six weeks of vacation? Oh, but that's after you work a total number of, it looks like 11 days in September, because Mm -hmm. and then before that, you took 30 days off in August. How would you like that? How would you like to have a schedule like this? If you're not enraged, if you're not enraged by what you're seeing, then you're not paying attention. They don't care about you. You are an inconvenience to them. And they can rape and pillage and take everything from you. And they say, hey, by the way, you're not paying enough. We're going to take more. You turned you into a slave. You are a modern-day slave. I don't care what color you are. You could be purple with pink polka dots. You're still a slave. And the only people that aren't are the people at the top. Jared Polis, by the way, only paid an 8% effective tax rate. 8%. How would you like to do that? Pay 8%. Oh, exactly. No, oh, I'm sorry. You got to 8%. Yeah, you can't do that. Yours is
1: 52%. Yours is 52%. Well, well, on Polis, should Polis be allowed to get away with it? No. Well, I obviously understand he didn't, he didn't apologize and say we went too far. He's just saying we're not going to continue. The state's not going to continue doing it, which means very little when you look at Adams County, when you look at Arapahoe County, when you look at Denver County. They're still going to do this. Probably you're going to see some areas up in the mountains that are pre left-winging. You're probably going to see them continue to have the mask mandates. He didn't apologize. Is this enough, Joe, for him? Is it enough for him to, for what, to when get we reelected?
0: Watch- I mean, you would well, hope I mean, not. I mean, but there, again, we're talking about a system that is designed to defraud people. And I want to, I want you to pay attention to words because they matter. They used to say that the election was, that it was a conspiracy theory to say that there was election fraud, right? They used to say conspiracy theory, it's debunked. The new word for the media is unproven. Okay, Mm -hmm. I want you to to pay attention to this. See, they started at saying the safest and fairest election in U.S. history. People that were saying that the election was fair and free and it's the greatest election in the world are now saying, "Hmm, I'm going to stay away from that. Because the information keeps coming out to show that Dominion Voting Systems has defrauded the American people. Eric Coomer is a piece of trash. This, this is happening in real time. In real time, this is happening. Oh, I forgot. People are starting to look into and understand that other county clerks around the state or around the country, they're stepping forward with information. They're stepping forward and saying, hey, listen, check this out. This is irregular. We can't figure out where these ballots came from. Pima County has a, uh, has a uh, hearing today, and it's worse than Maricopa County. Only one problem. We have obstructionists that are right in the middle of it. They seem to be those same likely people to slow down what's happening in the election so that we don't say too much or give too much, and we look like we're resisting just enough that you'll elect us to the next higher office. The game is up, the gig is up. They stole the election, but at least now, the media is going, we don't want to use the word debunked anymore. We don't want to use the word conspiracy theories on elections anymore. We're gonna use the words unproven. So you go from conspiracy theories about election fraud to unproven theories about election fraud, which by the way, they're not theories. And after I left Dallas, I went to Greensboro and hung out with some amazing people. And Draza Smith walked through all of the different details related to the 2020 election and in large part the Yunkin-McCullough election of the governor of Virginia. And Max, I think we talked about this before. I think we talked about this before. But in real time, using the algorithm that that uh draza and jim mahoney and um and others were able to extract i want to make sure that this collective effort ed solomon i mean i can go down the list create they predicted the outcome of who was going to win the election almost to almost to a T, which would be impossible by the way should be impossible the polls said he was winning by as many as 12 points and he won by, I think,
1: 0. 8, 0. 0.7. Max. Yeah, uh, who the in Virginia? Yeah, Youngkin. I think he won by a little bit more than that. He might, uh, uh, but then, then I'm going by the number when they called it. They they kept right. counting ballots until the cows came home um, in Virginia. Yeah, well, I mean, so is 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 the poll is doing this? Last week we're talking about him need, that he needs to be removed from office. Is this enough to get all, all away from that, or does, is this not doing it for you? Is this no, too little what, too late?
0: What, wh- why would I want, ever want him to be reelected? Why would anybody want him to be reelected? No, no, no. Why would anyone want any governor in this country who has stood and let 790, now probably 820,000, I don't know what the number is, but it's a lot, 820,000 people die. And we talked about the, 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 the husband who is in Lutheran Medical Center in Colorado right now that was told do not put him on a ventilator, so they sedated him. She went home, came back, now he's on a ventilator. Told him do not give him remdesivir. Goes home, comes back, he's on remdesivir. Now his kidneys are failing, his lungs are filling up with infection. And guess what? They're not giving him. They're not giving him any antibiotics. How do you not give somebody antibiotics if you have infection Oh, now in they're the off lungs? the
1: z pack Now they're off the... Uh...
0: No, no antibiotics. There's infection in his wow. lungs. No, and his are filling up with fluid. No z pack no, no, and I don't even know if it's ZPAC. No antibiotics at all. How about that? How about that? The hospitals are designed to kill patients, and these doctors should be held accountable. And yet it's being done s- uh, system-wide across the entire United States. System-wide.
1: Well, it seems like every time doctors come forward and say, hey, we have a protocol, this is what's working, and the medical establishment steps forward and says, no, don't do that. Uh, I forget there was an acronym for it, but um, the one doctor who came up with it was a throw the kitchen sink at them approach and it all worked and none of the, none of the drugs counteracted with one another, right? They were all under a doctor's supervision and all worked. And what we've seen since then is trying to not throw the kitchen sink at it, trying to identify what works and what doesn't. If you don't have significant side effects from throwing the kitchen sink at, at the virus, I don't know why. Other than you want people to die, other other than you want to basically isolate a specific drug so you can make more money on it, it seems like the solution should always be to throw the kitchen sink at it. Throw everything we know can be effective at it. Color- if someone's dying, I don't care if I don't care if um, if remdesivir not remdesivir. I don't care if ivermectin could cause a rash or, or something. Right? What, what what are we talking about here? Like, come on. If, if the guy is declining to the point where the trajectory is probably a fatal outcome, you throw everything at it. You don't withhold things. And
0: Colorado is a right to try state. It's a right to try state. Like we, we have a right to try in Colorado. And yet she goes, all right, I want to try Ivermectin. Nope. We're not going to do that. My husband's dying 40 plus years. we we've, we've been married. And you're letting him die. I want to give him, I want to give him uh Nope. Nope. And not allowed to try that either. You could try anything yeah. except for the things that you might think
1: will work. You can try experimental things. that haven't even been approved for humans, but you can't, you can't try the drugs that have a long safety profile and have been used for decades. That's yeah, so not allowed. They,
0: they had a bunch of people in front of protesting in front of Lutheran last night, yesterday. And they had they, they're, they're and the media is silent. The media is silent. That just shows you how evil our society has become. And it, yeah, they're busy writing articles about me because I talk about what's in the constitution or excuse me, what's in law that says, by the way, if you, if you commit treason, you can be hung, you can be killed in front of a firing squad, you can lose your life. That's, that is an adequate deterrent for being, for committing treason. So they want to write articles about how Joe's the, the mean guy who wants to. And then they have to lie. Just add the lie. He just wants to hang his opposition. I don't have any opposition. I got. Well, they are, they are quoting time. the
1: other article I sent to you, which is why when we get these things out there, we got to issue takedown notices on legal letterhead because they're just, the Denver Post is just going to say, oh, we quoted this other source. That's the game they play, right? They're all quoting each other. And then they say, oh, we didn't make it up. We were just quoting each other. And no one can actually point to a moment where, where either of us said that. No, no. Well, speaking of that, so they actually, um, I got some messages last night. The CEO, apparently, I don't know if it was really the CEO of the hospital. They said that they were outside like being violent and, uh, and threatening them. Yeah. Uh, So now they're putting video together to prove that they're absolutely lying through their teeth.
0: Yeah. So they're just a bunch of liars. That's all they are, are. Liars. We act like we're, we're, we're surprised by the radical left being liars. The only one that's, that's going to violence is the radical left. The only one that's going to violence is this systematic ability to destroy the American people. And they were laughing at her. They were laughing at the, woman, the wife. They said that she's bothering them and harassing, you know, borderline harassing. And this is the only call that you will get from the doctor today. Her husband is dying in the hospital. And they treat her that way. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with in the United States of America. Not in Ghana. Not in the DRC. Right? Not in some, not in Pakistan or India. This is what we're dealing with here in the United States of America. A lack of humanity and a lack of basic dignity and respect for the American people that fund all this crap. And we feed it, by the way. We feed it.
1: We got some. So cups I don't think to we've ever done much. this. What we do? I don't think we've ever done this. Mr. Producer, put it on my screen. This is the WebMD side effect list for ivermectin. I don't think we've ever actually talked about this. Yeah. And Joe, you can feel free to stop me when you see anything worse than death. Feel free to stop me. I'll just read them off. Headache, dizziness, muscle pain, nausea, diarrhea. What oh, river blindness? You can die from diarrhea. You can in like the Congo. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: You Sorry, can when it like
1: when there's no access to water. Uh, parasites, which is a little weird because it kills the parasites. Um, oh, you know, you receive reactions yeah, to the dying parasites. dying parasites. So joint pain, swollen lymph nodes, eye redness, swelling, pain, weakness, vision changes, itching, rash, fever. Tell your pharmacist. Um, get up slowly if you get dizziness. You can have neck and back pain. Pain, swelling of the face, arms, hands, feet, chest pain, a fast heartbeat, confusion, seizures, loss of consciousness. Seizures could be a little serious. A very serious allergic reaction to this drug is rare. However, get medical help right away if you notice any symptoms of an allergic reaction, including a rash, itching, swelling, severe dizziness, or trouble breathing. Now, Joe, if someone is on a ventilator, they by definition have trouble breathing. Yeah. If that's a rare side effect, you would think that you would want to throw this at them. Even if you knew in your heart of hearts it didn't work, it feels like these people just want to be right. They would rather be right than saves lives, which is why you have that one case of the gentleman in in uh, Chicago who won his case, got ivermectin, got better, was released from the hospital after he was basically on death's door. Now the hospital is appealing to make sure that that can't be used as precedent for other patients.
0: Think about this. When the people. judge forced
1: them to do it,
0: think about it. When when lawlessness becomes law, when right is wrong and wrong is right. When good is 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 bad and bad is good, when standing up for your country is considered to be extremist, while extremism of burning, looting and destroying communities and destroying homes and wreaking havoc and and trying to instill fear in the community, that is considered patriotic. Oh, and let's say this. Where truth becomes ambiguous and a lie becomes the truth. That's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. Let me let me let me uh I, I want to see if I can find it. The, the, you know, there there are people in the government that are starting to wake up to what the government's doing. There's a 45 year old FBI special agent, that died of getting the, within 48 hours of getting the uh, vaccine. He was forced to get the vaccine. He's one of the last ones to get it, and died. Died, and his wife is like, he cared about this country very much. Now. I hope he cared about this country, but I have no faith in the FBI because the people that are in the FBI that should have courage, that should stand up to these people, aren't. You should stand up to them, but you don't. You allow people like Comey to dictate and drop things down on you. You're like, well, I have to follow a lawful order. Is it a lawful order when it goes against the Constitution? I don't think it is, but they do. Is this Jeffrey Young? Yeah. And Do you remember
1: Jeffrey Young? Anyway, so we have a clip of Fauci, of course, every weekend Fauci makes the rounds. But before I do I want to preface this, put on my screen, this is CNN reporting from the CDC that most Omicron cases in the U.S. have been mild, but most were also vaccinated. So you have a variant that is mild and a variant that more often affects vaccinated individuals. As we've talked about on this podcast before, one of the reasons being that the vaccines, the mRNA vaccines They trick your body into thinking you've already had the virus by introducing the spike protein, the little part of the virus that attaches to your cell. When the spike protein mutates and changes in a new variant, your vaccine isn't as effective because you're seeing something, your body's seeing it for the first time. It's never even seen a spike protein anything like that, so it doesn't know how to defeat it. So we know that the mRNA vaccines are not effective at stopping Omicron because of those changes. Fauci says we just have to deal with it and get our boosters. Ms. Bruce, let's take that down and let's play cut one.
2: Should we be expecting yearly boosters? You know, George, it's tough to tell because the third shot of an mRNA could not only do what we absolutely know it does, is it dramatically increase the level of protection, but from an immunological standpoint, it could very well increase the durability of protection by things that you can't readily measure by the level of antibodies, that you might have a maturation of the immune system that would prolong the durability. You don't know that, George, until you just follow it over Wait, a period of months.
0: Stop it if it second. becomes stop necessary. It. Stop. I want you to pay attention to his words, Max, mm-hmm. that will increase durability. Well, I'm still stuck on the word could, that it could. Could. Now I want you to look up durability. Max, go ahead and put it in your Webster's dictionary and put up durability. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. This is a play on words. This is what a Fauci does. Is durable fine? Durable
1: is fine. It's a derivative. Okay. It's fine. We can put up my screen. Able to exist for a long time without significant deterioration in quality or value. So That's
0: what he's durable. saying is that. It will increase the durability. So it exists for a long time. You got to pay attention to words, people. I pay attention to words because it's important. It's important to understand what words they use. When they stop using debunked and they start using unproven, unproven, we're making progress. We're winning because they know they are a couple of steps away from they're screwed.
1: Well, they there, know we actually a few steps down because originally they said it didn't happen, then yep. they said it wasn't wide widespread. widespread, then they said it didn't affect the results. Yeah. Now they're at it's unproven. Yes, it's unproven, and I told you before I I can see the light at the very
0: end, and I know that I talk to people who are Democrats, Republicans. I talk to all of them, and you know what they all say? The election was stolen in 2020, Joe. We got stuck with Biden. We didn't want Biden to be our our, our candidate, now, let alone be in the White House. They cheated both sides. Inflation up 16, 17, 18%. On top of inflation, you have, you know, people being murdered. And then you have this piece of trash Newman, Newsom, that should have never been reelected. Because he wasn't reelected, that they used the system to cheat on that as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to go back to the clip because I don't think we heard the actual right. worst part of it. Let's it's go first, back. So let's play where we paused.
2: You just follow it over a period of months. If it becomes necessary to get yet another boost, then we'll just have to deal with it when that occurs. But I'm hoping from an immunological standpoint that that third shot of an mRNA and the second shot of a J&J Will give a much greater durability of protection than just the six months or so that we're seeing right now.
1: So, two bits there: the could, he's hopeful; it may, it might. That's the one bit, and the other one, he's saying, "Well, if we say it, you're just going to have to deal with it. Going to go, putting it out in the public, injecting it into human beings. It should not be a oh well. We hope it works." Right. If you want to go through trials, go through trials and tell us in a couple months whether the things you say are true. Don't say we're going to inject it into the entire population and see what happens. I mean, that's literally what he just said, Joe. We're hopeful that it might it might work out. A third dose might do it. But he also said, if we need a fourth or a fifth or a sixth or yearly doses, you're just going to have to deal with it. Okay. So let, let's, let's, that's deal. not science. That, it's not, not science, science. But,
0: but let's also play this p- clip. Mr. Producer, I just sent you another clip in the deal. I want to remind everyone that in 1981, he did the same thing. So this is a 40 year play on the American people. We should just bookmark this day. clip because it comes up so frequently. We should just bookmark the clip. I uh, wish you bookmark. Add it. it to the favorites. <laughs> Mr. Um, Producer, do we is, have that video? This this is the video in 1981 of him saying that families should be careful because if, if somebody in your family has the AIDS virus, then you on a handshake you can hand it off to someone else. We got it, Mr. Producer? Go ahead and play it. These
2: We may be starting to see, as we're seeing virtually as the months go by, other groups that can be involved. And, and seeing it in children is really quite disturbing. Let me say other close contact. Give me some example. Well, for example, if, if the close contact of a child is a household contact, perhaps there will be a certain number of cases of individual who are just living with and in close contact with someone with AIDS or a risk of AIDS who doesn't not necessarily have to have uh, intimate sexual contact or share a needle, but just the ordinary close contact that one sees in normal interpersonal.
1: So I want to know when, when in the timeline did he say this? Because I know at one point, this was like pushed aside as just nonsense, right? Yeah. You can't get HIV through your through touching people, through your tears, your sweat, your saliva, your urine. You can't get HIV by breathing the same air, touching a toilet seat, drinking from a water fountain, hugging, kissing, shaking hands, sharing the same fork or spoon or knife or using gym equipment. That's straight from the federal government's website. So I don't know when that was a long I mean, because there was a time where this came out and people didn't know how to spread legitimately. Right. We didn't know how it spread. We, we knew a couple ways it could, but we didn't know the extent of it. I don't know how long, uh, uh, how far along that timeline that quote was, but it's just so vehemently wrong. Right. There was never a point where the science ever supported that. Right. People say we're looking into it, but there was never a point at which you were telling people to be careful about breathing in the same home as someone with HIV. That was that was never a f- an official government position.
0: No, but it was his position in 1981 i mean so i don't know what the timeline is but i do know that this is this video is is very reminiscent of how he treats people today as if we're the we're, we're his slaves you're just gonna have to deal with it you have to do what we say you know max i was in greensboro and normally in greensboro i'd, I'd give a speech i'd talk to people about you know <clears throat> that we are winning i'd walk through the process of the things that we are doing to get to the bottom of the 2020 election. And Draza gave an amazing overview of what happened in, um, in the 2020 election on multiple states and then told him what the process would be to get rid of the voting machines. And that's got to be one. And then, but in this case, I sat down and I just said, all right, let's talk about what you can do. Because you are the problem and you are also the solution. And as I walk through this, about 20 minutes in, and, and Max, I had never done this before, but I got a room full of people, and I go, and I start just taking questions. I'm like, okay, what, 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 you, what, what was your question? And they would say something like, uh, well, if we were to, um, if we were to show up at, say, a country club, you know, what would happen? And I was like, I don't know. What would happen? And then somebody else said something, and then somebody said well, what if we did go in and evict these people? We actually walked in the, the boardroom and started picking up stuff taking it out. What would happen? I go, I don't know. What would happen? And they're like, well, we'd get in trouble. And I go, well, what happens to the left when they come in and they act with terroristic uh, thought and they get in the middle of your community and they destroy everything? And they're like, nothing. And I was like, all right. What is it worth to you? What, what, is, it, what, what is it worth saving your children and saving our community worth to you? But what was amazing about this, Max, is that they took these, these, these silos, these, these cattle guards, they took them off. And as a group of people that, many of them didn't know anybody else in the room, they started to come up with ideas of how they could terrorize the terrorizers, how they could turn it around and start doing things to take back their community. So I actually believe we are at a place right now where action, where words are becoming action, and the radical left is deathly afraid of us, as you can see by the lawsuit for Facebook. I don't know if you saw that, but they admitted that fact checkers are just opinions; they're not
1: actually. Oh, they fact have checkers. to. They have. They have to say that because otherwise they can't claim that they are the. This is where they're 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 straddling the fence, they're and caught. at some point, one way or another, point, they're going down. Yeah. At some point, it's going to hurt. Um, they can't claim that they are editorializing. That's what they basically are claiming. That this is not a public square; it is them serving as an edit- editor of a newspaper, right? And they are deciding what goes out. They don't want. They don't want that to be their argument because if that's their argument, then they're legally liable for whatever they put out because presumably they would have had editorial control over it. So Facebook does not want to be branded as the editor. So if if it comes out that no this is factually accurate and that's not they're not just they're they're picking the winners and losers, right? So then they're responsible for the misinformation that gets out and harms people because they've voluntarily and deliberately put it out there. So of course they're going to say well no this isn't fact otherwise they'd be legally liable for anything any damages stemming from what they do. They're going to claim it oh no this is just opinion. Well Editors do that too, right? Editors decide which opinion pieces get put in the newspaper, which editorials get put in the newspaper. If there's a pro and a con against a piece, the editors of the New York Times, Washington Post, they still decide what gets printed. So you can still be legally responsible for the, the harm caused by printing of an editorial. You, that still opens them up, but it's a little bit lesser. But yeah, no, they're, they're we, we've all known that this is coming. They can't claim that they are protected and that they are just a a public forum while simultaneously running the most massive censorship campaign in world history. Can't have it both ways. Correct. So speaking of that, I don't know if you saw this because you're off of Twitter. Twitter is now banning people who say that unvaccinated, sorry that say that vaccinated people can spread the virus. If we put up image two, Mr. Producer, this is from Twitter. Twitter will now ban users that repeatedly, repeatedly claim vaccinated people can spread COVID. Interestingly enough, I guess they're, they're going to have to, they're going to have to ban the CDC hierarchy. They're going to have to ban the CDC leadership. They're going to have to ban Fauci because we got them all on tape. We got them all on tape saying that, yes, you can spread the virus even if you are vaccinated. Yes, they Ms. did. Bruce, so let's play it real quick. Cut three. This is the CDC. Information on the Delta variant from several states and other countries indicates that in rare occasions,
2: some vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant after vaccination may be contagious and spread the virus to others. I mean, I I
1: guess the CDC just is going to get its its Twitter account taken down. Is that going to happen, Joe? No, it's not going to happen. They're just going to tell them not
0: to put it up, or they're going to just tell them that that message is not one that they can actually share. See, they, they cooperate with each other because it's, a, it's, the, it's this globalist type of environment. Look, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you start seeing the evil that exists in our government and big tech, and then you can't unsee it. And, and here's the other thing is that people are leaving Twitter in droves. They're leaving them in droves. And you're going to they're, see this They're exodus. losing so
1: many people, they invited you back.
0: Yeah. So their <laughs> stock price is down another 3.38% this morning. If you want to look at their stock price, just overall, you'll start seeing that the, the five day trend, the, the past month it's down nearly 17%. The last six months it's down 27%. Now, frankly, I think the company's worth nothing. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't invest a dollar in it if it was on fire and you had the chance of making a yeah. bazillion dollars, and I still wouldn't do it. But it, what, what's, what's interesting is, is that people are starting to wake up to, they, they have alternatives. And one of the things that people said is, well, i got to stay on Facebook because that's where everybody is. And, and when I was in Greensboro, I said, okay, well, I have a solution for you. And they go, okay, what's your solution? I go, walk door to door and tell people you're going to be on Getter, tell people you're going to be on Gab, that you're going to be on these other parlor. Parlors still there, people you're going to be on parlor you're going to be on these other platforms and tell them i'll meet you there and say go tell your friends to meet you there and then everyone just leave facebook just leave leave yeah. twitter i don't miss twitter i didn't even know that they were actually having a uh, orgy fest of hate joe over the radical left for me saying that i wanted to hang trees in his traders i didn't know and i don't care I didn't even know about the article in the Denver Post. Somebody sent it to me. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's read this. While they admit in the article that they can't stop, they can't stop it because we're a formidable group inside of the state of Colorado and across the country.
1: Yeah. Stop us. No, they can't. can't and if you put on my screen, that. Mr. Producer, I guess I'm going to be banned from Twitter for talking about this, but this is the study I bring up time and time again from Barnstable County in Massachusetts a COVID outbreak in a vaccinated t- a county where 74% of the cases were among fully vaccinated individuals. And where they showed, we scroll down here, they showed that large amounts of transmission was happening in large public gatherings among fully vaccinated people. No, you can't say that. You can't say that because that's a violation of Twitter's rules. You can't point out what the data actually shows. You can't actually follow the science. If we take that down. Also, I guess they're gonna ban CNN because CNN said that very same thing. Mr. Bruce, let's play cut four.
2: You know, I don't wanna play the blame game here, but uh, you know, for vaccinated people, you know, why is this happening? to them. I mean, this is a
1: situation created by the high numbers of people still unvaccinated in this country. Is that a fair statement?
2: This is a situation that is created by more and more transmission of the Delta virus among people who are unvaccinated. This is not about who needs to take responsibility. That is, that is not really why um, we put this guidance out. We put this guidance out because the science mm-hmm. demonstrates that if you are vaccinated, you could potentially give disease to someone else. And that was what was the motivation for this. Uh,
1: and just last question, because I know they're doing it in Europe. CNN's Chiron, fully vaccinated people can spread Delta variant. Are they going to get their Twitter account? No. Take him down, Joe? No, why would they? That is a violation of Twitter's terms. So you got the CDC, take it out. CNN, take it out. I know that MSNBC ran a similar thing. Take him down. NIH, take him down. World Health Organization, take him down. Right, go down the list. Everyone was reporting on this because the data showed that even if you are vaccinated, you can still spread the virus. And now if you talk about that on Twitter and you say it one too many times, you're gone. You're gonzo.
0: Gonzo? Really? Gonzo? Gonzo.
1: Is that a word? Like the Muppet. Gonzo. They're done. So where yeah. are the bands? Where's the band hammer? Where is all of the shunning, removing them from society?
0: But, but, but it, won't, it won't happen because it's for political theater. I, I truly believe I, I wrote this whole thing and I was going to put it out there. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little bit of a cold. I think it might be the Delta Just kidding, it's a joke. Oh, my son got me sick. He's patient zero. Yeah, you've got the alpha variant. I got the alpha. Yeah, that's right. I have the alpha variant. (laughs) But but I put this out there, um, and I started looking at and and understanding that and I didn't put it out there yet because I had to think about whether or not I wanted to put this out there. But there are three groups of people in this country. There's the government. There are the people that that represent us in the government. Which they, they create for political theater on both sides. And then there's the people who become victims of the government and the government representatives who are feeding their faces off of the spoils of the American people. You know, what, what you're seeing is, is, is a run on how to destroy joy, how to destroy people's lives, how to take God out of everything, give them no hope, and replace it with. Just do as I say. Keep your head down. We will dox you. We will come after you. We will write bad articles about you. And, and Max, I'm a, I'm a different guy because although it bothers me that they lie, I just like to call them out for lying. I'll just continue to call them out for lying. And sooner or later, I will, take, I will cash those chips in. I will sue the living daylights out of many of them individually. I will go after individual people, and I will literally sue them into non-existence. I will do that because I frankly believe that those people are nothing but a bunch of evil bullies that like to destroy people's lives. Doxing starts, by the way, in this new activist journalistic environment that's not journalism. That's where it starts. So that's where we are. They're not going to get banned. They do the the doxing. They do the, the bullying. They do all of those things. And then they let them have the the stage to do it while coming after average everyday Americans and saying, yeah. we'll stand in line and do as we say.
1: Well, we are almost out of time, but before we end, I want to mention this, and I, I assume we'll probably talk more about this um, tonight. I know we have a guest for half of it, but we, we're going to need more time to talk about this. The yeah. new allegations at CNN, if we put up image one, Mr. B1, we put up B1, There was apparently a child rapist, John Griffin, accused of three counts of, quote, using a facility of interstate commerce to lure mothers and minors to his Vermont home, allegedly to have sex with them. Really disgusting stuff. This guy was birds of a feather with Cuomo. I know we have a couple of pictures, but but this one is... It's probably the most disgusting. We don't have it lined up. But if we put it, my screamer's producer. This is probably the grossest of them, and and the if I remember correctly, the actual caption was, "I'm a baby. Maybe the Pope will bless me too." And you have Cuomo holding him like a baby. Um, d- disgusting stuff. Disgusting stuff. Well,
0: well, I mean, I want to. You know, th- th- this is the part that I think I, wanna, I want you guys to understand. Ready? Let me, let me read a little excerpt from one. I'm not going to read anything from CNN. Sorry, I have no interest in taking a guy that was a part of their their evil empire. But the indictment said that between April and July 2020, he used Google Hangouts and Kick K-I-K, to communicate with people purportedly to be the parents of underage girls. He alleged used use the application to say that women should be sexually subservient and inferior to men, and that a woman is a woman regardless of her age. On these communication platforms, Griffin sought to persuade parents to allow him to train their daughters to be sexually submissive. Griffin worked as a senior producer at CNN and has worked since 2013, according to his profile. Let me read this for you. The mother and the nine-year-old flew from Nevada to Boston in July 2020. Prosecutor says Griffin picked them up from the airport and drove them to his house in his tesla at the property the daughter was directed to engage in and did engage in unlawful sexual activity other allegations include that griffith tried to entice two other children over the internet to engage in sexual activity in april 2020 griffith is alleged to have proposed a virtual training session in which he instructed a woman and her 14 year old daughter to remove their clothes during a video chat he also in june 2020 alleged suggested and purported a mother of a 16 year old daughter to come to his ski house for sexual training involving the child now, this is the bad part. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. For all of those crimes and for raping a nine-year-old little girl, he is facing a sentence of 10 years in prison.
1: Yeah, well, that's the federal charges. So so they're getting him with interstate commerce, they're, they're getting him with like, like uh, illegal solicitation of minors over the internet, like child <clears throat> pornography charges no matter what state he's in, he'd face state charges, too. Right? So, I mean, the so actual is, crime itself, it's probably a state charge.
0: So this is the statement that CNN made. We only learned of this arrest this afternoon. Not true. That is not true. They knew weeks before that this arrest was coming and have suspended him pending an investigation, A spokesperson said. We have suspended him. How in the hell would you not literally just lower the banhammer, lower the hatchet, on someone who raped a nine-year-old. No, didn't rape, groomed to rape a nine-year-old. And what about the parents that allowed all this to happen for money? You know, say that money is the root of all evil, and I would tell you that how you could ever do that to your own child is beyond, it's it's beyond anything that I could ever even, the parents should be charged. Everyone in this entire deal should be charged.
1: I, I think at this point, you have Cuomo, abusing his power to go after victims of sexual assault. You have this other um, producer now implicated in alleged crimes against children. You have Jeffrey Tubin, uh, someone who masturbated on a Zoom call, now being allowed back into the fray like it never even happened. I, I want an audit of CNN's computer systems. Every I want every single computer. I want an audit. I want, because it's not just them, right? And if this guy is soliciting sex from nine year olds, chances are he's videotaping it too. And chances are like they're they're claiming oh we didn't know about this? No. Come on. Come on.
0: They they Come did on. know about it. They did Well, they're know claiming about it. that they didn't know about it. I think that's the that, that's the part that I that I find um disturbing.
1: Very disturbing. And so realize these are the that, people who are shaping the news. These are the people who are deciding what is fit to print, to, to borrow the terminology from the what's at the New York Times. They, they they decide what drives culture. Not We don't listen to CNN, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And it's not just CNN. It's also Washington Post, New York Times, MSNBC, even Fox News. I mean, we have Chris Wallace leaving Fox News, good riddance, but he's going over to CNN, <laughs> right? He's going over to CNN. So these people are driving culture, whether we, we admit it or want it or not, they largely are, and they're all a bunch of freaks. So we need, they need, we need completely audit this. It's not good enough to have an internal investigation. No, this needs to be top to bottom who knew what? Who knew it when? Who covered up what? Who covered up when? Because it's not just oh well we we suspected. If they knew he was abusing children, they covered up. They're an accessory to that. God, you got you got to help. You got to help these people. What kind of parent does that to their child?
0: I mean, let, let's be honest. Though. What kind of parent does that to, to to a child? So Max, we're gonna do something a little bit different. We're gonna end, and then I'm gonna play the 15 minute video from my uh talk in in dallas so we'll put that up on screen uh max and i are going to leave um but you'll have the next 16 minutes or so you'll be able to hear what happened in dallas the 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 talk that i gave at the clay clark deal i'll also put it up later so you can actually watch it separately for those that are listening on the audio version um you're probably going to want to see the video version so Head over to um, Telegram or head over to Conservative Daily. We will put it up as a separate video as well on Conservative Daily podcast and on the website. So, so we, can put,
1: and we can put it up on Rumble too. Rumble, be yeah, we'll put to it up do. on
0: Rumble. Um, so uh, do you have that, Mr. Producer? It's at six twenty-seven is when it starts. And
1: he's going to talk about my beard. He
0: said that I have a good beard. You guys think I have a good beard?
1: All right, well, right before we play it for everyone on audio, that's going to be it for this edition. Check all the links in the description. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you sign up for the text alert system. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. So help us climb higher in the rankings by not only tuning in, not only downloading, subscribing, but also um, sharing and leaving a five star review. I really do need that help. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. What? My name is Joe Oatman. Hold on a second. Hold on. He's playing. I know. I know, we're, I know. I know. But we're ending the audio version. Um, no, no so we're going to play it through the team. audio version. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're I thought. Play it through the okay, other version. all right. Just uh, you said 627. six twenty-seven. That's six minutes. Six hours. Six hour.
0: Yeah, six hour twenty-seven minute. Sorry guys, we just I I thought you'd probably want to see it. I had a bunch of people asking me if they could watch it, and uh, he says it's nine hours long, so that was the sixth hour and twenty seventh minute. <laughs> so you guys will get a chance to see it. It was a lot of fun. I, I wore Ann Vandersteel's Steel Truth hat get a chance to listen to our podcast it's absolutely amazing and one thing that i did learn about podcasts and what i'm seeing happen in the podcast world is that there are a lot of really smart people that are out there putting some really good messages out there Um, it's not just us there's there's a ton more really good people um that are that are sharing some really good stuff so we have it mr producer go ahead and play it we'll see you guys later on tonight and we have a special guest tonight coy griffin the uh, cowboys for Trump, and one of the January sixth uh, prisoners for a short time, and being charged for not going into the Capitol, but being present. Go ahead and play, Mr. Producer. Judge. So I told Ann Vandersteel that I would uh, put her hat on, so I'm putting her hat on. And I have some people, thank, thank you. Um, so I have some people, I want them to come out here real quick. Come here, come here, come on, hustle up. We got 15 minutes, then the music starts playing. Hey, James, what are you doing? Get over here. Okay, so you guys know Jovan Pulitzer. I don't see Ann at. Where's Ann Vandersteel? Where's she at? Ann? Oh, you're already out there? All right, there's Ann Vandersteel. You have James Charles, the Constitution Cowboy. And you have Apollo, who has kept me safe for the last year. So give it up for him. He's kept me from uh, Antifa. All right, they're going to pass out some some teaching aids. So they're going to be throwing some stuff out to you here. Make sure. Hey, listen. You got to go all the way up there too. So get off the stage. You got big legs. Go, 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 go. All right. Listen, my man. If you, it's going to take you all day, one at a time. These are teaching aids, people. There's a teaching aids. There you go. All right. Well, this is did not go as I thought it would. Jovan, go up there. Look at those people with their hands folded. They're really upset. Walk up there. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Apollo, walk up there. People up there are really angry. See at the very top? Okay, listen. This is going to take all day. Teaching aids, teaching aids. Come on, Apollo. You did. God bless you. All right. So as they pass out your teaching aids, I want to tell you who I am. My name is Joe Altman. I'm an ex tech CEO. I got involved in this fight quite by accident. I stood up last year when I lost a friend who committed suicide because of this pandemic, because of the things that they did. He ran a very successful business. And I started when they took the Constitution, balled it up and threw it in the trash. They're still getting teaching aids up there. (laughs) So I stepped out and I I started this thing called reopen, the reopen movement. Some of you guys were probably a part of that down here in Texas. So they closed up small to medium businesses and made it a, a field day for large businesses. And then from there we started seeing with our eyes as the veil was lifted I believe that the the pandemic was the greatest gift God could give us. Because in essence, it started to uncover some of the things that were being torn at the fabric, the foundation of our community. We saw where they put critical race theory, gender fluidity, where they were recruiting and grooming your children. We saw the things that they did to churches. And we saw the lack of courage that many of our places of faith were pushing. If you go to a church where the pastor closed and wanted you to do it by Zoom, you need to find a new church. So I got on this fateful call as I built this organization called FEC United. It stands for Faith, Education, and Commerce. Now keep in mind that I never had to get involved in any of this. I could have sat on a beach and drank a Mai Tai and lived out the rest of my life. Matter of fact, my kids could have done the same thing. I had never gotten involved in politics, nor did I ever want to get involved in politics. I spent most of my life, I I grew up poor, my dad's black, my mom's white, my whole family's interracial. I knew what racism really looked like. I knew what not having anything and eating ramen noodles and Chef Boyardee was like. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I've spent my life giving back with this impression that I should feel guilty. And so, I gave back to the most poor among us. I donated to underprivileged kids so that they could have education. Now, all this is not to tell you about me and how great I am and pat myself on the back because in the last 25 years, I've never wanted to be known. I've done it all without anyone saying thank you. But this is a different fight. My dad taught me that what's right is rarely popular and what's popular is rarely right. So there was this day where I was asked to get on this call with Antifa because they were writing bad stuff about me. They were saying that I was some militiaman, that I was a right-wing extremist. I've never been extreme about anything other than helping people in my community. I've had a nearly flawless reputation. I've lived my life by the principles of God, except for when I was younger. (laughs) You all know what I'm talking about. This man here has known me 25 years. (laughs) So he could tell you probably stories. Yeah. But I was on that call with Eric Coomer that day. I wrote down copious notes how Trump's not going to win. I'll make sure of it. Don't worry about it. That's not what he said. He said, I can't say it in the church. Don't worry about Trump. He's not going to win. I made sure of it. Now, at the time, that was in September, I had no idea what I was, what I was in for. I did my research on that guy. He was, had a doctorate. I mean, what kind of doctor goes out and supports Antifa? Come to find out that our country has been infected with people who have gone through and been indoctrinated through the education or training system at the universities. So fast forward to the election. We all saw what happened on November 3rd, did we not? Your eyes do not deceive you. November 6th, I made a decision. I came forward and said, because somebody sent me something and said, hey, check this out. And Eric Coomer was in there. So I came forward, did research, because I'm a tech guy. I'm a data guy. I got data on all of you. (laughs) (laughs) And then I came forward after telling my wife that our life will never be the same. I found his anti-American, anti-Trump, anti-police rhetoric kill pigs. F the USA. Things that no one that is responsible for over 50 percent of the vote in this country should ever be putting out there, even if they thought it. I found a man that was a skinhead, a drug addict, twice arrested for DUI. And you could say, oh, I have friends that were drug addicts. He was just arrested a month ago, by the way, for a crime. Again, this is the guy that's running 50 percent of our voting system. He's the one that holds patents in the adjudication process. He's the one that built some of the code that's used across other election systems across our country. And we've been talking about all of the theft that's happened, and I'm a subject matter expert on system architecture. I'm here to tell you one thing. The election on the 3rd of November 2020 was stolen. By a lot, not by a little. And yet they tell us in the mainstream media and big tech, number one, they silenced us. You don't cut the tongue out of the man who's lying. You cut the tongue out of the man that's telling the truth. We know what we're dealing with. When Patrick gets up here and talks about the color revolution all the things that are happening and your jaw hits the ground and you're trying to figure out how anyone could live their life with such evil intent. But we know that the evil exists in our community. We know that it's out there, and yet we're silenced. And we say there's nothing we can do about it. But there is. We talk, yet we don't do. We talk about the fact the election was stolen, yet we put no words of action to those words. We say, hey, we're trying. We're trying to walk this slow path. I say the heck with a slow path. I don't care if they take my life. I've often been told a few things. If you listen to my podcast, you'll hear me say I'm from the south side of heaven. I'll pray for you after I get done putting you down. I'm in a church, so I'm trying to keep this. PG. I'm usually PG. 13. There is so much evidence of election fraud. There is so much evidence that the vaccine is meant to kill people, yet you're considered foolish. They say, follow the science, yet they've not once got out there and told us what the science is. They hide behind patents that they have on vaccines, they hide behind patents that they have on this poison that they're putting in our bodies, and now they want you to give it to your kids. We are at a place, what's that? Not in your house? house? This is Texas. I don't do much in Texas without your permission. I could sit here and tell you what you already know. Some of you saw what happened in Wisconsin, where they came forward and said the same algorithms that were used in, in the election were also used to register voters. Were you surprised? Are you more surprised that our elected leadership wants to slow roll it and not hold people accountable and not build the gallows? And by the way, if you don't like me talking about the gallows and hanging those that are traitors against our country, change the law because it's in the Constitution that you should be hung. I wanna give you something without telling you it's hopium. I wanna tell you we're winning, because we are. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. Our government does not care about us. I talk about the great slave trade. That is you working in the workforce in the United States. 52 cents on every dollar goes to the government. That means you work six months a year for free You don't own your house because you have to pay property tax, which means you rent it from the government. You don't own your car. When you die, they take 50% of that and hope that that's enough for your kids to make something better. And they constantly come back and say they need more while they give away money, open the borders, let our kids get raped and murdered by people who don't belong here anyway. So what are we waiting for? Are you waiting for someone to come save you? Maybe Trump will himself walk down that aisle and he will literally save you. I'm here to save you. But he often tells you he's not here to save you. He's here to wake you up. He's here to put you in a position where you recognize who you are and what your obligation is when lawlessness becomes law. You have an obligation to put a stop to it, not a right. So I want you guys all to stand up for a minute. Stand up. Who's got the teaching aid? All right. (laughs) You know where I'm going with this. You'll never forget this ever in your life. You will take this away from here, okay? (laughs) First of all, the men in the room, I want you to look to the women around you. I want you to give them a round of applause because the only reason you could save this country is because they've been putting duct tape on everything to hold it together for the last five, six, seven, ten decades. Now, women, I'm going to ask you to do a few things for me. Number one, how many of you women are holding one of those teaching aids? All right, find a man that is close to you and hand it to him. <laughs> no, and I mean if you're a biological woman. <laughs> okay. Ladies, please sit down for a minute. Men, stay standing. And I'm sorry, Clay, I'm over by one minute, I think, but I'm... Okay. Men, they've taught us that we are the breadwinners, that we are the ones to bring home the bread. That's not what God has made you to be. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. We have political prisoners sitting in jails that are not fit for the worst, most evil people on the planet. Yet our people who went there for redress of grievances are sitting there now being tortured and abused. Men, the reason why we're here is because of us, but the reason why we will save this nation is also because of us. You have an obligation under God to guide, support, and protect your community and to protect your family. They are putting guns to our children's heads. You just can't see the gun. You can't even see the bullet till long after it kills our children. You have an obligation to stand up. So look at each other left and right and say to each other, that what you do to one of us, you do to all of us. We will stand together, and we will get in the gap, and we will fight this fight. We are going to take the words, and we're going to turn them into action. I do not advocate for violence, but I will tell you that they are not going to take this country from us. I stood up because you're worth it, because your kids are worth it. Don't sit down. Because generations that came after us deserve to have the same opportunity we have. You have an obligation to stand up for your children. And if you don't have kids, just look at somebody around you and say, I'll adopt you. (laughs) I will sacrifice everything, I will give up my life to protect you, I will give up my life to protect this country because you're worth it. Will you do the same? Those, those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. <laughs> you only got one? Improvise. Listen. Don't drop the ball, get it? All right, hey, listen, God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And le- I want you to know we're winning, God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. God bless you. What is it Joe one more time, let's hear for
2: Joe Oatman.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, and now from the InfoWars Network, it's my good friend,
2: Owen Troy.